Welcome. In the early morning hours of 3 February 1943, First Sergeant Michael Warish nearly gave up hope as he floated helplessly in the freezing waters of the North Atlantic. Just minutes earlier, he and almost 900 others aboard the USAT Dorchester were near safe waters when a German torpedo slammed into the engine room. Resigned to losing consciousness and freezing to death shortly thereafter, his thoughts turned to the courageous and selfless acts of the four army chaplains. Those four army chaplains were John P. Washington, a Catholic priest, Alexander D. Good, a Jewish rabbi, George L. Fox, a Methodist chaplain, and Clark V. Pauling, a Reformed Church of America chaplain. The story of these four chaplains, a Catholic, a Jew, and two Protestants, stand out among the countless stories of commitment and bravery as one of the finest examples of courage to guide man and country. Each of these men were drawn by the tragedy at Pearl Harbor. Each wanted more than anything else to serve God by ministering to men on the battlefield. Each, when the moment came, did not hesitate to put others before self, courageously offering a tenacious chance of survival with a full knowledge of the consequences. At Fort Myer, Virginia, by Secretary of the Army, Wilbur M. Booker. On the top deck, Father Washington gave absolution to soldiers as they went over the side. Private First Class Charles McLean, a former professional boxer, successfully urged Washington to go over the side with the men. Another soldier, Walter Miller, saw knots of men in seemingly catatonic states bunched against the railings of the listing ship. Over the den, he heard a terror-filled voice repeating, I can't find my life jacket. Turning toward that voice, Miller clearly heard Chaplain Fox say, Here's one soldier. Then Miller witnessed Fox remove his life jacket and put it on the soldier. At the same time, Navy Lieutenant John Mahoney cursed himself for leaving his gloves in his quarters. Chaplain Good stopped him from returning for the gloves, saying, don't bother, Mahoney. I have another. You can have these. Good then removed the gloves from his hands and gave them to Mahoney. Mahoney later realized that a man preparing to abandon ship probably would not carry a second pair of gloves. Many of the survivors reported similar encounters with one or more of the chaplains. They seemed to be everywhere on the deck until the very end. Many survivors reported that the four chaplains locked arms and prayed in unison as the ship sank. Whether this part is accurate is unimportant, for the truth is that these four army chaplains sacrificed themselves for the soldiers and the God that they served. The Chaplain's Medal of Heroism, also called the Chaplain's Medal of Honor, and the Board Chaplain's Medal, authorized by Congress in 1960, commemorates the action of the four chaplains. The medal was presented to the four chaplains next of kin on 18 January 1961. 
Hi, this is Sia, co-host at Innovation Calling Podcast here. I want to extend my gratefulness to all the men and women who have served our country. We've had the honor to highlight some amazing military leaders and learn how they've applied their experiences in civilian professional life. I'd like to give a shout out to retired Brigadier General Robert Spaulding on how the U.S. can be more innovative for the future of telco, and Jim Murph Murphy, founder of Afterburner, on using continuous business improvement through flawless execution. It's that kind of discipline and constant drive to be better that I see in most veterans. And let's be honest, from a business perspective, it is most profoundly appreciated. So thank you for your time, your sacrifice, and love for our country. Keep on being you and proudly pursue your dreams. You've got this. And thanks again. Um, a, a Muslim is just like anybody else. Uh, the Quran talks about obeying those people in authority. It didn't say obey Muslims in authority. And we have no more allegiance to anybody else than uh, a Christian would. A Christian uh, has allegiance to God and allegiance to the country. We also have allegiance to God and allegiance to the country. And, you know, I love what you said, too, about... um about you know, being loyal and committed to God as well as the leadership of Tony, whatever you do. And you know, that's one thing that I think even people who are Christians um, seem to misunderstand or misrepresent is that uh, they may say, well, you're not a Christian, therefore I don't have to do you know, what you said or you're not my master or whatever the case may be, whatever term they use. But it, you know, like you said, both as a Christian and as a Muslim, it does not say you only obey authority appointed over you if they believe the same thing. That's right. It says be obedient to the authority appointed over you, period, yes. end of sentence. Period. So period. if I'm assigned to a unit. Sure, yeah, yeah. To, to, to be a chaplain, and this would be the same in all the services, to be a chaplain requires a bachelor's degree, and the best news is for those who want to be a chaplain, it doesn't matter what the degree is in. I mean, so it doesn't have to be in religion; it can be anything. My my degree was in industrial engineering, but after that, what's required is a master of divinity degree. And so it's a three-year, um, typically it's a ninety-hour semester-hour program or so, and it's the rough equivalent of going to law school in terms of how long it takes. And so once you get the uh, Master of Divinity degree, then you have to, you know, find uh, a denomination or an endorser or, or a faith tradition who will endorse you. And there are, you know, a couple hundred or so of these. Um, and so you apply through them and they sign a one page piece of paper that basically says this person does represent our faith tradition. And the idea is that the government has no business deciding what theology is good or bad. All right. And so they let leave that to the denominations. And then once a, the, the denomination says, yeah, this person, uh, you know, represents us and you know, one of the approved uh, approved faith groups that, that the military recognizes, then uh, the, the Air Force, in my case, takes over, the Army in your case takes over. Um, and, uh, you know, you go through the whole process of maps and all of that you know, um, requirements, physical fitness test, all of that. And then. Uh, once you're in, you know, and, and the, the last thing that's required is a, at least a couple years of experience uh, as a minister so that when you come into the Air Force or the military, you know, you, you know what you're doing. You, you know, the, the first 
the first person you baptize is not a, a soldier, right? You know, and it needs to be somebody back in, you know, wherever you came from, Kentucky. Um, and so you know how to give the Lord's Supper and preach sermons that don't put everybody to sleep, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind when I think of being a veteran is sacrifice, because you sacrifice a lot. And if you're out there trying to raise a family while in the military, they also sacrifice a lot. Um, and I would also say pride, because when I look at the faces of my family as they talk about my career, and, and I know how very proud they are of me, that gives me great joy. And for every soldier that served with me, um, thank you. Thank you, because you contributed to my career. And if you're serving today, I commend you. And I would say, do not be a 60% soldier. Be 100% every day. So when you look at the mirror at the end of the day, you also have pride. I would say to you, be safe and God bless. Hi, this is John McCaskill, recently retired Navy SEAL commander. I just wanted to say uh, what an honor it was to serve as a as a service member within the Navy and uh, and what an honor it is now to be a veteran serving my fellow veterans in the nonprofit space. Thank you to all those who serve uh, or have served in in or out of uniform as a as a service member or as a family member. So thank you to all the veterans out there and we remember and honor you. Thanks. Thank you. Have a nice day.